Thanks for tuning in to the Voyage Church Podcast. Our desire is that today's message will be significant for all of us on the voyage of becoming. How many of you have a big brother out there you're going to stand behind? Anybody got any big brother that you used to stand behind and say, yeah, what he said? Yeah, come on. You think you're bad or something? Let me tell you what God is. God is our refuge and God is our strength. God is our big brother that we can stand behind and we can tell the devil everything. Hey, listen, he's fighting this battle for me. I don't have to fight that battle anymore. Listen, I'm going to let you all know something. You've been protected from things you didn't even know that you were protected from. You know, this morning you're sitting here today and you should not be here. Can I get an amen on that one? There are things that God maneuvered around in your life. He kept you from this danger. and He kept you from that danger. He kept you from the things that, that would, would have taken you out. God has protected you from them. I'm so thankful that God is my refuge and my strength. Resting in God. This thing is slowly falling down. But here we go. Hey, I got a sweat towel here, y'all. Nowhere, no better place in Florida can you get a sweat towel like that. Because I'm flirting. I love Mickey Mouse. This is so great. Everybody loves Mickey Mouse. Number two, he is our refuge. And number two, he is our strength. We can work out. I don't like to work out. We can run. I don't like to run. We can ride bikes. I, heard, I saw the video of them riding bikes. I never want to ride bikes ever, ever, ever after watching that video because it was bad. I mean, it was, it was painful. We can even eat right and we can increase our physical strength. But what do we do when our spiritual strength gets weak? What happens when our emotional strength is in moment of weakness? We have to recognize that God is our strength. Isaiah 40, 29 says this. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Listen to some. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. In those weak and private moments, when you just received a bad diagnosis or you got a bad or a surprising phone call, he is your strength. As you mourn and as you cry and even when you get angry, you know God's not afraid of you being angry. God's not afraid of your questions. God's not afraid of you being you because he is a friend that sticks closer to the brother. So I'm going to ask what you do. You need to start speaking to him as a friend and saying, God, I don't know why this is going on in my life. I don't understand it. I'm a little bit angry. Can you help me? And God, through the Holy Spirit, will start leading you and guiding you through that. Paul, the greatest apostle ever lived, he needed strength. He said, I've got a weakness, God. Can you take it away? And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Moses said, i got a speech impediment. I don't know that I can go in front of Pharaoh. And God said, go, and I'll give you the words to go. You may need to speak to someone, and you're afraid to speak to them, but speak to them in the power of the Holy Ghost, and you don't have to worry about what you have to say. God will give you the words. He says, go and I'll provide everything that you need. Strength and rest are in him. Isaiah 40, 31 says this. But those that wait on the Lord. Man, that's a hard one right there. That'll preach a whole hour waiting on the Lord right there. Will renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes we just need to listen. Sometimes we just need to obey. And sometimes we just need to trust. Number three, we rest in God by knowing that God is a very present help. Psalms 46.1 says this. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in times of trouble. 
Trouble here means this in your life. I've done all I can do, and I can't do anymore. You ever been that way in your life? Hey, hey, I've tried every situation. I've tried every circumstance. I've tried everything that I know in the physical to do what I need to do, but I know that I can't do it anymore. C.S. Lewis says this. It says, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience, and he shouts to us in our pain. Sometimes God uses pain to get our attention. How many of you grow closer to God in the good times? How many of you grow closer to God when you really need him in the bad times? Everybody's getting their hands up on that one. It seems like when we go through something, God, he draws us closer through our pain. Imagine being in a desperate situation, right? And you're calling out for help, but you don't have the confidence of knowing that anyone out there is hearing, even listening to you. Anybody seen Message in a Bottle? Wow, nobody has seen Message in a Bottle. I'm telling my age right now. But he puts a message in, he throws it out to sea, and a girl finds it later, and she tries to... Anyway, I'm going on. But sometimes, sometimes our prayers feel like message in a bottle, right? We seem like we're flinging it out there, and, and nobody's listening. We cry for help, but we have no idea if someone will even find it, somebody will even hear it, or even if they do, they're going to pick it up, and they're going to listen to it. But fortunately, prayer is not like that. We can rest in knowing that God hears us. We can rest in knowing that God cares about us. We can rest in knowing that he's very present help in time of trouble. The word very, you don't usually use that word very. It's an intensifier. But here the psalmist is trying to tell you that we can't undervalue the presence of God. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He's not someone who's going to leave you when things happen. He's not like... Oh, my gosh. He's not like the human side of us when we leave and we don't. He is there through all of the things that we go through. Listen, people are going to forsake you. People are going to leave you. But God is there through everything in you. He's very present. Everything around you may be falling apart, but God is there. Your world may be crumbling around you, but I want you to tell you this morning that God is there. And when you're fighting a situation or a circumstance that you don't know how the answer, you don't have the answer for, God is there. Life's going to happen. Trials are going to come. Here's where we got to do. We have to make a decision. Who are you going to place your faith in? Are you going to place your faith in the storm or the one who calms the storm? Come on. You keep looking at the storm, but you got to know something. you got the storm calmer on your side. Are you going to place your faith in the doctor's report? Or are you going to place your faith in the great physician? So many times we want to hear what man says, but we need to listen to what God says. Are you going to place your faith in your financial problems you have or the God that the Bible says owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Listen, we're running through some times where we're going to have to place our trust and our faith in God more than ever. That was wrong. Late is still on time. He's the God and he's working for us in your good. You have to activate your faith, though. Faith without works is what? Faith without works is dead. You have to step out of your comfort zone. you got to move even if you don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to go to work even if you don't feel like it, right? If you don't, the electric company is still going to mind you when they turn your electric off. I didn't really feel like going to work last week. That's okay. You didn't pay your bill either. Sometimes you got to do things when you don't feel like it. And you got to believe it even when you don't see it. When your faith has activated fears and worries and doubts, they start to fade a little bit. You have to act on your faith knowing that who is on your side. 
God is on your side. And let me just tell you something. I'm here to encourage you. He is undefeated. The word says, if he is for us, who can be against us? Listen, the Bible also says God goes before you and he fights for you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for God is with me. Listen, the valley is made to walk through, not camp out in. You cannot pitch your pain. Pitch your tent in your pain. So many times we start walking through the valley and we stop and, and we think, man, I wish I could just keep going. I'll keep. God says, you got to keep where's the country. So if, it, if you're going through hell, keep on. Y'all. That was my best country I could give you all there. But so many times we pitch our tent in our pain. And God said, I made a valley for you to walk through, not camp out in. Oh, God is so good you got to keep moving. The most effective, listen to me, the most effective the enemy uh, weapons the enemy have is discouragement, it's fear, it's doubt, and it's keeping you stuck and you not showing up for the battle. The li- life will get you stuck. A little mud on the tires. Y'all know that one too? Man, I would, we're going to do the country CMA Awards here in just a few minutes. But you got to get up and you got to show up. There's a song called, This is How I Fight My Battles. Sometimes you've got to pause in prayer wherever you're at. Praying is not just for the church. Praying is not just for the altar. Praying is not just, praying is wherever you need to pray. Some of you all drive bad and you need to pray all day. Some of you all need to pray for the people who are driving. Instead of giving them the sign language, you need to give them the prayer language. That one will preach. You got to praise even when it's hard. Come on, when you come in here, you got to praise God no matter what you went through out there. When you come in here, you got to lift up your voice and you have to show Him that God, this is not about me now. I'm going to praise you through this storm. I'm going to praise you through everything that I'm going through. I'm going to show you that you are God. And you got to be mindful of His presence. God, You not only said you'd be with me, you said you'd be a very present source when I need you. And I need you right now. Y'all, somebody in this room is going through a right now moment. In just a few minutes, you're going to get an opportunity to meet a real right now God who can take care of all of your right now problems. Number four, we can rest in God when we know that God is our source. Pastor John, you always like to have guest people talk about God being your source, right? Pastor John, this one's for you. Psalms 46, 4, it says, A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God gives us resources even when there are obstacles. The rest of the story was the Assyrians had went, oh, you got to hear this. They went and backed up the streams because they were trying to keep the water from flowing into the city. They thought they could starve them out. They thought they could take away the water. But by cutting off the streams, the people in the city needed to know that God was their source and that was not their resource. Listen, your job, it's your source, but it's not where you get all your resources from. Those come from God. But God is our source. He provides us. And we have to trust God in our hard times. We have to trust God when the gas prices are going crazy. we got to trust God when the groceries are crazy. we got to activate our faith and know that God is our source. Be faithful in your giving. Be faithful in your giving. Start tithing and giving. If that's new to you, let me, let me, tell you, let me read Malachi to you. It says this. 
Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me on this. This is one of the only verses where he says, test me and I'll prove it to you. Test God. He said, I promise you this. If you'll give God your 10%, he will make your 90% go way more. He'll make that 90% seem like it's 120% if you'll trust him with the 10%. The river alludes also to the Holy Spirit, which should flow through our families. It should flow through our churches. and flow. God wants to flow through you. You are the river that we're talking about in that verse there. He wants to flow through you. And not only into this place, he wants to flow in Pace, Florida. He wants to flow in in Milton, Florida. He wants to flow in in Pensacola. Come on, I'm going to call them from the north and the south and the east and the west. And the next time we come back here, we're going to have to have more chairs and a bigger building. Because God is calling people from the north, south, east, and west. Number five, learn God to rest when we are still. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. I tested this one. Ask people how they're doing. Most people, when you first ask them, say, I'm tired. I'm just worn out. I'm beat. Anyone feel like that? I mean, you meet people at your office and you meet people. They're all, everybody has the same thing. I'm just so worn out. I'm tired. Those times, there were times in our society we placed value on more. If we can only do more. When most people are asked what will make them happy, they say just a little bit more. A little more money, a little more popularity. And culture values multitasking, doing more. Come on. Anybody try to do 15 things at once and do you do them all good? That's what culture does to us. We have more distractions than we ever have. How many are distracted by their phone all day long? None of y'all. That's great. I read an article that said that the common normal person touches their phone 2,400 and some odd times a day. Ouch. And I thought, there is no way. Then I started, I really didn't count to 2,400 because I can't count past 12. But I started counting the times when I tapped my phone or I picked up my phone and, and I did something with my phone or my iPad. And let me tell you what. There is distractions that's keeping us from spending time with God. It makes us feel tired all the time. And it's not an accident. Prophetic scripture speaks about our time in history. Listen to Daniel 7.25 in the King James Version. That's the, this is in thousand these, the most holy version. And he shall speak great words against the most high. Listen, here's, here's why I picked this one. And he shall wear out the saints. It's the devil's goal to wear you out. It's the devil's goal to wear you down. The enemy is under attack to steal your rest. He's under attack to steal your peace of mind. He's under attack to destroy your relationship with God. It's working in the Christian world. We have a lot of time for everything else, right? Oh, here we go. Crickets and shoes and whatever else can get thrown. We have a lot of time for everything else. But when it comes time for God, we don't put our energy where that needs to be. Listen, we got to come to church. This is the place where you get fed. You got to pray and you got to start believing God for those prayers. You got to understand that God wants to take you to a new level in Him, but you got to quit your, losing your focus on everything else but Him. Busyness and distractions, they drain us, they keep us from spending God, time with God. So, how do we rest? Come here, Mickey. Choosing to rest requires faith. And trusting, it says, know 
that I'm God. Sometimes you just got to slow down. My wife, she, she sits on the front row sometimes. She, I get wound up. I don't know if y'all can tell. I'm a little nervous being here. This is awesome. But she, and then she's giving me like the this or you better calm it down just a little bit. She tells the sound guy, don't turn him up too much because he's loud anyway. So choosing rest requires faith. You got to know that he's God. Sometimes you just got to slow down and allow God to be God. And here's the big one. You got to listen to these. You got to take yourself out of the center of everything and put God there instead. You got to quit trying to keep taking control. Do I have any control freaks in the house? Oh, Lord, yes. We're having an altar call here in just a little bit. There were some people that were honest in there. He's raising his wife's hands back there. Or, I love that because we are going to get some freedom today in the house of Jesus. But you've got to relinquish your control or trying to figure out the next step. Anybody can't. So many times we can't figure out where we need to go because we're trying to figure out what we need to do next. And God said, I want you, oh, help me. I want you to be faithful in what you're doing now. So many people bypass now. They want to go back to there. They want the next. But God says, I got the best for you right now, baby. Sometimes resting in God means you got to quit arguing with him. you got to quit worrying about everything. And you got to start surrendering to him. The reason we can't surrender, surrender, slow down, is because we don't remember. Sometimes you got to remember where God brought you from. I remember being back here. And I never want to go back there. I want to go forward in him. So many times we bypass what God wants us to do, as I said a minute ago, because we think it was much better back then. But when you go back to that place right there, you find the pain that you left there. You find the discomfort you left there. You find the discouragement you left there. God says, no, I got something out there that's much better than this. You got to remember where God brought you from. Resting is not just a movement. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your steps each and every day. But what does it even mean to be still? The Hebrew word is, is to sink down and let yourself drop. Make time to be still and to restore your soul. To be still doesn't mean you have to be doing nothing. It means you quiet your mind from the distractions and the chaos of life. What's the best time in your day to spend time with God? Is it in the morning or is it in the evening? All day. Great answer. Somebody, somebody, y'all, if I could throw, I'll throw my towel out here to you. If you're a morning person, like my wife, she gets up at five-ish in the morning. I get up, we're living in a one-bedroom apartment right now. I get up at five o'clock in the morning too. When women get up, they're loud. When men get up, they're ninjas. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? We're, we just barely try to open the gate. We try not to make the round noise. They get up, clankety heroes, the coffee cup and everything else, and the coffee maker going 100 miles an hour. Y'all, I see the guys going, yeah, I know exactly what that means. But you've got to find the best time to spend time with God. There's a book that I've read two times. That's a miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ right there. I don't know that I've ever read a book more than half of the book, really. But it's called Secret of the Secret Place. And it says, take two minutes each morning and just be quiet. Harder than you think. 
And then it says, I want you to each week to increase that by a minute. I think I made it to about eight minutes, and I was like, OMG, I got to talk to hear myself talk or something, you know. But sometimes God just wants us to get us in those quiet moments where it's only between you and him. And listen, we can't never hear God and have the rest that we have because we're always yapping. Y'all know what I'm talking about. God, I need this. God, this is going on in my life. And God said, if you'll just be still, and if you'll be quiet, why don't you let me talk for just a little bit too? You ever been around that annoying person? That's me sometimes. That never lets you get a word in edgewise. You ever be around that annoying person that interrupts you when don't you even say nothing up here? That interrupts you when you get your next thought. I'm bad about doing that. I'm really bad about thinking what I've already got to say. But God says sometimes I just want you to be still and know that I'm God. What being still does is it keeps you in tune with the Father. How annoying is it when you're trying to hear a radio station and you got that static? Anybody hate that static? She will make me turn the radio off, even though it's my favorite song. It's like, you can't listen to that. But we need to turn that off and get the static out of our life. No matter the situation or the circumstance or where you are, be still and rest and knowing that God is there. Can I just show you what God wants you to do sometimes? Let's put that picture up. That's what God wants you to do sometimes. God wants you... Just crawl up in his arms. He wants to start walking around with you. Like yesterday, all of a sudden I'm holding Canyon and he's just, he's wound up and all of a sudden he lays his little head right here. This is getting your heart strains has got to mind. He laid his little head right here and just about five minutes later I look over and I took him. I actually had to go find a mirror because I wanted to see what it looked like. But he rested in me. He laid his head on my shoulder because he felt safe. And that's what God wants to do with you this morning. Sometimes the busyness of life, God wants you to crawl up in his arms. As the prodigal son came home, the father was standing there waiting on him with open arms. He wants you to crawl up in his arms and just let you rest in him. But notice this. The psalm begins with God is our refuge and our strength. And listen what it ends with. 4611. The Lord of hosts says, the God of Jacob is our refuge. You know what that says to me? It all begins with God. And it all ends with God. When your trouble comes and life happens and your world is shaken, you can know that you can take refuge. You can take strength. You can take rest in him. There's a remedy for your tiredness and restlessness. Listen to the message version. Matthew, are you tired Come on, this resonates with people right now. Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come on. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Come on, we've been taking naps. God says, I'm about to show you how to take a real rest in me. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I'm going to ask you all if you would stand with me, please. The best way you can start having rest in God is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I'm going to ask you all, if you would, just would bow your heads and close your eyes. That's just for the comfort of those that are around you. Maybe you've never made that decision to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're worn out and you're just, I've been trying to figure this thing out and I need Jesus to come in and show me how to take that real rest. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that you can be saved. It's as simple as that. Now listen, saying a prayer means you've got to walk it out after that. It's not as simple as just saying a prayer. You have to walk it out after that. This morning, if you would, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, and you would like to this morning, if you would, just lift up your hands. Slip up here. Nobody's looking around. I see those hands. I see those hands. I'm going to ask you this morning to do two things. These altars are open. An altar can look different in every church. This is the auditorium top. But altars are where you meet God. These altars are open this morning. But if you would, repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, I have sinned. Please forgive me. I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. Take control of my life and help me to find real rest. And I'm going to ask you something today. Maybe you just need some rest today. Maybe you're just worn out. Maybe life has just been kicking your teeth in. And God has said, if you'll just come away with me, as it said in that verse, it says, come away with me, I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'm going to ask you as a, as a sign of, God, I just want to release this to you. If you would, make your way to this altar as they get ready to sing this song. We're going to have a corporate altar call. There's no shame. The altar call doesn't have to happen at a certain time or, or a certain way. I'm going to ask you to come corporately up here and let us sing over you. Let us pray over you that God is going to bring you the rest that you need. Because Jesus is your strength and he is your refuge. So as they get ready to sing, if you would. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on thevoyage.church to stay updated on everything God is doing in our city.